It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, every day, every day. We welcome you to another episode of the Locked On Redskins podcast, and away we go because we've got a ton to cover. Uh, since our last episode, which, <laughs> of course, posted like mid-Thursday afternoon, and within an hour, it was completely destroyed. Uh, not destroyed from a content perspective, totally, but destroyed because the Redskins, according to a report by Diana Rossini first, and you know, obviously nobody is disputing the report, the Redskins granted... Trent Williams and his agent permission to seek a trade. And that is a major, major turning point, as it should be. Um, You know, I'm kind of disappointed in myself that I hadn't been more suggesting that this was going to be the way that they go. So I apologize. I've just been saying all along that they were just going to trade him or that they should trade him. Uh, I have not been saying, as anybody knows, uh, I have been very, very, very upfront and honest with this and have said all along that I did not think that this was going to just happen, uh, that the two sides were going to get together and that Trent was going to come back. Uh, I always felt that this was not going to happen. As a matter of fact, I've said it a, a hundred times right here on the podcast, uh, on our Google five minute and one minute Google news initiative updates. I've said it at redskinsreport.com. I've said it on the radio, 106.7 The Fan and the radio.com app, all of my different forums uh, that I'm provided that this was not going to be a marriage made in heaven between Trent Williams and Ron Rivera. And I hated being negative, if you could call me that. I prefer to call it more realistic than anything. Um, and, and that's the problem is that Redskins fans fall for the nonsense and the hyperbole, uh, and the hype that is, oh, Trent Williams is coming back just because of Ron Rivera. The Redskins feel strongly that they're going to get this done, that Trent's about to come back. Why? Why? Not when it wasn't realistic. Not when money and a complicated, complicated structure of money was at heart here. And again, we've written about this. We've talked about this a million different times. This was never going to be easy. And I just don't understand why people fell for it. I don't get it. As we've said all along, you know, people can plan for things. You can hope for things. But until there's legitimate, credible reason to believe, you don't have really, or you shouldn't really have that belief, number one. And number two, unless it makes sense. It didn't make sense 
you know, that Trent Williams would come back and just automatically forget about the 15 or so million dollars that he lost last year, partly his decision, and just want to play for $12 million, non-guaranteed, or a small one-year extension. And I don't know exactly what the Redskins were offering, but I know they weren't offering $18 million, which is what apparently Trent wants, uh, based on what I've heard. Um, now, maybe he doesn't get that, but that's you know kind of the number that I've heard that he's shooting for which is way top of the market. So this was never going to be easy to begin with. We should have known that. I tried to warn you. I tried to tell you. And now that it's here, the Redskins are doing the right thing just under two weeks before free agency. I believe they've leaked some of these positive reports and hooked the media into reporting them so that they can build up some trade value because Trent had no trade value at all. I mean, he absolutely ran over the organization. He hadn't played in a year plus. He wants a lot of guaranteed money. He's a recovering cancer patient. We don't know if he can wear a helmet. He really had no trade value. When we last checked in now, because both sides are doing the PR thing, as we've strongly suggested the Redskins were doing to try and rebuild up that trade value. Because again, why, if you're an opposing team, would you give up anything of any legitimate value when you know that the Redskins were pinned in and that the Redskins had no choice? So, you know, I, as it is right now, as it is right now, I don't know what Trent Williams' trade value is. Because why? Well, here's why. Number one, if Trent Williams wants 17, 18, 19 million dollars per year, whatever it is, and whatever it turns out to be his actual demand, whatever happens, does a team want to pony up a second round pick, especially a high second round pick, plus what it's going to take to get Trent Williams to sign on the dotted line for an extension, which I'm guessing we're talking about a two-year extension on top of this year. And I'm guessing we're talking at least 45, $45 million at least in terms of guaranteed money. I would imagine we're talking probably around $40 million, and these numbers might be low. These numbers might be low. Um, and this is the problem that the Redskins have right here and right now is finding a team that's willing to give them ideally what they want, a second-round pick. And Ron Rivera basically made mention of not having a second-round pick and how big of a loss it is. I mean, again, it's re it's semi-realistic to get a second-round pick. The problem is, is you have to find a team that wants Trent Williams so bad that they want a second-round pick or that they're willing to give a second-round pick and pay the money. 
That's the problem. Carolina just filled their left tackle spot. They went out and they traded for Russell Okun. I don't know if two days ago, why if Marty Herney, who worked very closely with Ron Rivera, was going to make a trade for a left tackle, why they didn't contact the Redskins. Unless they did, and the Redskins turned them down. I mean, we don't know that yet. I, I mean, I heard that the Redskins were uh, asleep at the wheel, might be stretch, but had an opportunity there to make a deal and didn't. Now, I'm not sure exactly what happened, but that's what I heard. And it would make sense. Everybody just kind of dismissed that, and I know I did. I was kind of thinking, oh, maybe Trey Turner, who they traded for, Russell Okun. Maybe Trey Turner, the Pro Bowl guard for Brandon Sheriff. I was thinking guard for guard. I wasn't thinking necessarily guard for tackle. But Carolina goes out and solves their left tackle situation. Again, trading a Pro Bowl guard, which opens up a hole there. But the point of the matter is, is that maybe the Redskins could have gone to Carolina and said, hey, we have this left tackle. You know, and I wonder if there's going to be any, if they can't get a deal done, if they can't get a second round pick, I wonder if Carolina was willing to pay a five-time Pro Bowl guard, would they have not been willing to pay a second round pick? I don't know. I don't know. So we have to kind of, you know, we have a lot of question marks and we have a lot of issues still to solve here. The answer is, is I don't know. But I do know that they were in the market, obviously, for a left tackle. Now, there are other teams. We're going to go through that next. Uh, as we return right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast, I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, we're back here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. So we mentioned the lost opportunity potentially with the Carolina Panthers who just drafted or who just traded for Russell Okung for the Washington Redskins. Like if they were going to make this trade or give the agent permission, Vince Taylor permission, why didn't they do it a day or two ago? Why weren't they in as far as we know? On the Carolina thing. That doesn't make quite a lot of sense to me right now. I'm still trying to figure that part out. Maybe they were and we just didn't know it. And they chose Okung. I doubt it. I, I could be wrong on that. But I, I, I don't know if that's true. So the next team up, and I wrote about this at RedskinsReport.com uh, in full detail, is the Cleveland Browns. And we've discussed the Cleveland Browns a number of times, uh, but I just want to go through it again. And Cleveland.com, Mary Kay Cabot, is reporting that the Browns will indeed explore trades for, or a trade for 
Trent, Ta- uh, Trent Williams, uh, and potentially signing Jason Peters. Now, we talked about a Trent Williams, Jason Peters kind of not eye for an eye swap, but basically getting that done potentially for the Redskins. Here, the Cleveland Browns are kind of looking at a situation where they definitely need a left tackle. The question is, is who they get and how much they want to spend and what kind of resources they want to spend. Now, Cleveland is especially important because, again, while they desperately need a left tackle, Greg Robinson is obviously not coming back. He wasn't coming back even before he got arrested for 157 pounds of uh, marijuana, right, Uh, in his car. Bill Callahan is the offensive line coach. Well, as you know, Bill Callahan was not only the interim head coach here, but he was Trent Williams' position coach at offensive line since 2015. Uh, My understanding, and I could be wrong on this, is they have a pretty good bond, uh, that they understand each other, they like each other, they appreciate each other, and again, there's a huge need for Cleveland. Now, according to OverTheCap.com, as of Thursday night, the Browns had $61.9 million worth of cap space. They have the 41st pick in the draft, second round. So that's you know pretty high second. It's not the second that the Redskins lost in the trade to the Indianapolis Colts from Montez Sweat, which is number 34. Cleveland also has number 74 third round and number 90 third round along with their first-round pick. Now, there's no chance the Redskins are getting a first-round pick, so forget about it. I'm just mentioning it and throwing it out there. I could see where they say, nah, you know what, the 41st pick, no thanks. Uh, How about we try and give you number 74 and number 90, two third-round picks. Now, listen, you could do something good with those picks, but clearly I'd rather have number 41 overall as opposed to the two-thirds. But the Browns are probably not going to offer that up, considering, again, that they're going to have to pay Trent Williams probably um, $17 or $18 million on average per year over the next couple of years, and a lot of it being fully guaranteed. I mean, again, we're talking, you know, a minimum, I would think, of $30 million fully guaranteed. Fully guaranteed. Not total guarantees. Fully guaranteed. Um, So that's a lot of money and a lot of compensation to come up with. But that is certainly a logical connect-the-dots destination point, especially uh, being that, again, Mary Kay Cabot is is reporting that they're already pursuing him or are already exploring it. Uh, And the numbers would work out, and they have the draft capital, and they have the need. Now the question becomes is whether they should – trade for Trent Williams or whether they should go for Jason Peters. And I'm just telling you, and this is going to work against the Redskins, and maybe I'm wrong on this, I would sign Jason Peters. Yes, he's 38. Yes, he gets banged up a lot. But yes, he's played over 900-plus snaps in each of the last two years. He's really good. When he's right, when he's healthy, he's really good. I mean, Jason Peters is a Hall of Fame left tackle. 38, he's banged up. A lot of guys are banged up. A lot of guys still play. A lot of guys miss a couple of games every year. And nobody has an issue with it necessarily. So I would, if I was looking for a left tackle, I would probably go for Jason Peters more than Trent Williams. 
The Los Angeles Chargers are the team that made that trade for their starting left tackle, Russell Okun, earlier this week. They improved their interior with Pro Bowl guard Trey Turner, who I thought the Redskins would have been interested in. And now the Bolts are kind of looking for their young quarterback to draft and develop. And they also have Tyrod Taylor, who's a mobile quarterback. They don't really have a left tackle option. Now that they've traded Okung, they have about almost $50 million in cap space before that deal is consummated. So that will change because of dead money and all that good stuff. They have the number 37 overall pick in the second round. And then they have in the third round, Trent's number, number 71, the number 71 overall pick and seven total selections. And they have the sixth overall pick in the first round. Again, the Redskins are not getting, you know, any kind of high first round pick. If they get a first round pick, it'll be towards the bottom. I just don't see it at all. I don't think anybody does. Uh, but that number 37 would be ideal. How desperate are the Chargers going into a new building, trying to compete with the Rams, trying to compete in the AFC West, bolstering their line with Trey Turner earlier this week, needing a left tackle. The Chargers could be, could be the team. Also, the Indianapolis Colts. Now, they could be on the verge of losing Anthony Costanzo, who's the top veteran young veteran free agent left tackle on a thin market again helped out by jason peters coming aboard uh as well now by trent williams apparently being available but costanzo is clearly by far and away the best age production talent on the free agent market he's 31 and change um but I don't know if the Colts are going to sign him. Now, my colleague at SI.com who covers the Indianapolis Colts mentioned to me that Costanzo wants to stay with the Colts and that the two sides are talking and perhaps can work out a deal. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. But for right now, I would say the Colts are still a pretty good option for Trent Williams. They also have lots of draft capital. They have nine different picks, thanks in part to the trade they made with the Redskins last year, where they traded their number 26 overall first-round pick to the Redskins. They picked up the Redskins' second-round pick last year and their, as it turns out, their second-round pick this year, which is number 34 overall. They have the number 13. They have the number 34. They have the number 44, their own. And the number 75 pick, which is a third-round pick. Uh, I could see the Colts saying, well, what about the number 44? If they determined that Trent Williams was worth it for them uh, over Anthony Costanzo. What about if we do the number 75 and maybe another pick? A third-rounder, middle of the third-rounder, and maybe you know a later-round pick. I can see that. I don't see them going the number 34 overall pick, which again, which would revert back to the Redskins, which would be huge. I don't see that happening. Certainly not their number 13 overall pick. But I could see that playing out that way. Now, I don't know if Costanzo is going to come back there. 
I mean, we're going to have to wait and see on that one. That seems like a strong possibility, not only based on what my colleague mentioned to me, but also just, you know, like where, where else would Anthony Costanzo want to be? You know, unless they were really, really lowballing him, which would probably mean that they don't want <laughs> to spend big money at that position. Now, they have $86 million worth of cap space, so that is certainly a possibility. As we finish up this portion of our show on Trent Williams, the L.A. Rams, remember Andrew Whitworth, 38 years old also, veteran free agent was thinking about retiring. Maybe Sean McVay looks and says, you know what? I got to get the big fella. I got to get a guy I know. I got to get Trent Williams. Just something to think about. Going into a new stadium. L.A., Hollywood. I've got to get my offense better. Kevin O'Connell's there. They all know Trent Williams. And then also the Jacksonville Jaguars, Jay Gruden. Right? Coached Trent Williams in his, not growing up years, but in his formative years. They have a struggling young left tackle, and Cam Robinson is okay. I think he gave up like eight sacks last year. Isn't that great? That's another possibility. I'm going to have to do some more work on them in terms of their cap space. But I think when it look when you look at Jacksonville, I think certainly they have the space and they have the draft pick compensation. So I'm probably going to have to do much more on that. Now, Trent Williams right now is making an average of $13.2 million per year under his current deal. The top of the market is 16. Again, he's going to want at least 16 and a half, 17. The total guarantees, Taylor Lewan, $50 million. Dollars. Now, again, I don't know if Trent's going to get that because we're talking about a shorter term deal, I think, but we're still talking about at least a two or three year extension, right? Fully guaranteed funds on Luan, 34 million of the 50. You know, so again, we're talking, you know, Trent is probably going to want at least a two-year extension on top of the one year that he's got remaining, so a total of three years. Yeah, what are we looking at? We're looking at maybe three years and $55 million, somewhere in that range, and 35 of that fully guaranteed, somewhere in that range. I mean, is that going to make Trent happy? You know, I I don't know. I, I think that gets us in the ballpark. I think that gets us in the ballpark. When we finish up right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, we will have a, a finishing thought on what this could potentially do for the Redskins from a salary cap perspective as well. That's next right here on LOR.
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, I'm Chris Russell. We finish it up with this. The Redskins, as of early Friday morning, had $61 million of cap space projected available, according to OverTheCap.com. $61,078,737 is the actual figure that they project for the Redskins to have. Now, Trent Williams makes $12.5 million in base salary this year the proration of two million dollars makes his cap number 14.5 the redskins are going to be stuck with that two million dollar probation or uh, proration i should say in terms of dead money if they complete a trade so the redskins are only going to save 12.5 million dollars ultimately when it's done but with the 12.5 million dollars as long as they don't cut anybody else that you know, we're talking $73.5 million of cap space to go and attack a bunch of your problems. So that's a good thing if they can pull off this deal, especially if they can get a second-round pick. Now, again, no guarantee that this is going to happen. And remember, while everybody is critical of the Redskins last year, and I get it, and I've been critical, and they should have made the trade, the consolation prize was saving about $14 million worth of cap space last year by doing it the way they did it, where they essentially, and again, um, should they have cut Trent Williams? I, that I don't know. That that Probably not, but they did. But that move saved over $14 million worth of cap space. That allows them to have a little bit of leverage here. But if they get it back... If they get it back, then Trent would and and Trent goes, then you know you're talking again 73, 73 and a half million roughly in terms of cap space. Now you have a lot of holes, but that's that's the deal. That's the bonus. Last year they got that fourteen million dollars back. It was roughly fourteen million dollars. By being patient, okay? So while they should have made a trade and while they could have, would have gotten better value than ultimately they're going to get and save themselves a lot of embarrassment and a lot of head scratching, the reason why they didn't do it was to A, avoid setting a bad precedent and B, because they were able to save a lot of money. They would have had to deal with a lot of dead money last year. Uh, I think upwards of like $5 million, maybe five and a half, six, somewhere in that range by trading Trent Williams last year. All right. Um, One other thing that I wanted to mention is Jimmy Graham. He is going to be let go by the Green Bay Packers. That is somebody I would roll the dice on at 33, still productive, still athletic enough, as opposed to a five-year $10 million per year deal for Austin Hooper. 
Just a suggestion on my end. All right, that's going to do it for us right here on LOR. Have a great rest of the weekend. Keep checking RedskinsReport.com at Locked Redskins. WrestleMania 621 for the latest on the Trent Williams situation. And have a great weekend. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.